0: Hey everyone, this is Casual Fanatic. Film reviews without the shoes. I'm Luca, your casual viewer. And I'm Kamen, your fanatic. How's it going?
1: How's it going? It's going, it's going. Uh, I'm, I, if, it's, if it sounds weird, I have my nose is a bit stuffed. Um, I'm getting over a cold today. I'm feeling a lot better, but that's yeah, what's sound been better. going on. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, you sound pretty good. Do I really? Yeah. Yeah. I have like, maybe it's just me. Like I, I can hear it at least from, from my perspective, but yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, it's like a little bit, but it's not, it's not that bad.
1: No, nah, it's not terrible, terrible. Like if I talk without using my nose, it's fine. But with some words I have to use my nose and, uh, you know, it doesn't work out well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I just, I came back from a week in North Carolina hanging out with Cameron. Uh and then before that was Christmas where my family and my girlfriend Sydney and I were in Keystone. We were all skiing. And then literally right after that is when I went for a week to North Carolina to yeah, hang out been, with
0: Cameron. Been off for the holidays, but we're back now.
1: Yep, back in full swing. Um what about you? Came in. Tell us about your uh
0: break. Oh, well, um i have also been dealing with some sickness the week before christmas elena had covid and then she got over that pretty quickly it wasn't too terrible um and then christmas eve actually i started having the weirdest symptoms i was like throwing up and i had like super itchy rashes just appearing in random spots all over my body not not very fun so i went to the doctor a couple times um still don't know what caused it um i mean like if we did a bunch of expensive tests i probably could have figured it out but the doctor was like i'm gonna prescribe you some drugs and they should help whatever it is so yeah just been taking those and i've I've been feeling pretty good since the drug started but um i'm on my last dose today so we'll see we'll see what happens tomorrow if the symptoms start coming back then i'm gonna be very upset (laughs) Then you have
1: to dish out some money i guess
0: i guess and And that's crazy yeah and then um for new year's we hung out at melanie's house did some fireworks um had a bunch of fun over there and then the day uh no well not the day after because that was new year's eve two days after that um this past monday we went on a hike uh to mount magazine which is the tallest mountain in arkansas yeah and it was lovely um and i proposed to elena there would you look at that would you look at that at the top of the mountain and then promptly after that it started pouring rain and there was a tornado warning and we barely made it home so
1: wait what that was exciting <laughs> wow that's crazy but congrats uh, on the podcast now for getting engaged. Thank Super you. Super pumped for you guys. Super happy. She said yes, right? Just to make sure.
0: <laughs> no, she actually, we're, we're broken up, so. <laughs>
1: oh, unlucky. <laughs> no, she said yes, for sure. Viewers, listeners. Um, Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, so a lot happened for us over the break, I guess you could say. Yeah. Everyone was fucking sick. And then, you know, you got engaged. I went on a big old trip. Um. Yeah, dude. And oh, you've started work
0: already, right? Uh, Well, I didn't even have like a proper break for work. I had the Monday after Christmas I had off and then the Monday after New Year's I had off. But I've been working every other day except those. Wait, really? Yeah. Damn, you guys don't get, we didn't use any (laughs) vacation or what? Uh, Well, I've been using a lot of my PTO earlier in the year. I think I only have like three days left. So, oh, I I could have added some PTO to my holiday but I'm trying to cuz it doesn't renew until June so yeah I'm trying to save it in case I need it for something else. How many days PTO do you get? Um I think I had uh 120 hours this year.
1: Is that accrued or is that you get it like a flat rate and then you use it whenever you want?
0: Yeah, you get a a set amount um at your cuz it renews on like your work anniversary so like the the day that i started working a year from that date is when my pto renews and it doesn't the pto doesn't roll over so like i can't save it if i don't use it by the time it renews I, it just goes away
1: gotcha gotcha damn awesome well oh yeah my, my my first starting date is the 10th so in two days it's my first day at the new firm that's nice I pretty exciting hope this one
0: hope this one works out better for you
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's funny because the last day at my last firm, um, one of the people that have been there, one of the three, four guys came to me. He was like, Hey man, can I talk to you real quick? And I like, sure. And so I went and talked to him, bro. He's also quitting. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't just me and he's quitting for the same reasons. So I'm not going
0: crazy. You know, always a good thing to know. Yeah. well, Yeah. I really hope you enjoy, you know, your new job and the new people you're working with. Yeah, so man. Me too. It. Yeah,
1: Me too. I'm a little bit nervous because you know I don't want it to go south again. But as of what I've heard from this new place, it'll be pretty awesome.
0: So that's good. That's good.
1: Fingers crossed. Yeah. But besides all these fun things that we're doing, what movie are we talking about today?
0: Today we are going to be talking about a 2022 film, Glass Onion, subtitle A Knives Out, A Knives Out Mystery.
1: Okay. And this is like a sequel of the last movie that we reviewed,
0: or yeah, I don't work? even. I don't even know if sequel is a good way to describe it. Cause it doesn't have anything to do with knives out. It just, the yeah. detective is the same character. So That's it's just pretty. like, it's just like another adventure for Benoit Blanc, but none of the characters from the first movie are in this one. And the story doesn't mm. affect it in any way.
1: Right. Right. Damn. Well, what did you think of it?
0: I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think I, I, definitely liked the first one better um but this one this one was fun and it was different it definitely um i feel like it can be very easy to sort of fall into the same routine with mysteries where you're just like someone dies there's a bunch of little clues and they figure out who the killer is but um both knives out and this movie i think do a very good job of telling a story in a an unexpected way with knives out there was obviously like the whole thing where they tell you who the murderer is up front and then it like changes and there's like the the thing with the whole donut within a donut speech where there's like a crime hidden inside of another crime yeah and there is a a similar sort of uh thing happening with glass onion and I, I would say uh the idea of a glass onion in this movie is sort of the counterpoint to the donut with a donut donut within a donut from the first movie
1: yeah yeah it's like the new theme of like the the whole setting of the movie yeah of like a glass onion is basically see-through oh yeah i mean i'm kind of with you on those points i think that I, I do agree the first movie was better i think the first one really just kept my, I think it kept my attention better than this movie. Um, this one, there was a lot of talking and a, a lot of drama. And if you're into that kind of thing, maybe like it'll suck you in more, but I'm not like really a fan of it. Um, it was more trying to figure out the drama between each one of them.
0: Yeah. And then I also from just, there. I felt like the, obviously the, there's also an, an amazing cast in, in this movie we have.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: obviously, Daniel Craig is back. We have Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monae, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Anik, all sorts of people. And they, they all do a good job. And I think their characters are interesting, but I think they don't have the same depth um, as the, the characters in the first movie. I feel like in in Knives Out, every single one of the family members had like a secret that they were holding on to and you could really see the way that they think about each other and they have interactions where you like you learn their personality more and i feel like the characters in this movie are almost like Mm. caricatures like they're very uh um, over the top and they're each like a i don't know they they extend almost to cartoonish levels of ridiculousness at times
1: yeah i would agree with that yeah the depth just isn't there the character development i mean their, their character is kind of set from the get-go yeah the movie definitely focused more on i don't really know what else it focused on because it didn't develop them i guess it developed the story a lot more than they it did the characters this time around yeah and i think Um, part
0: of that is and we'll we'll talk about this but this movie is um very um so a a major theme in i don't think this is really a spoiler but um uh this theme plays a lot with the the motif of a, a fugue which we learned early on in the movie is a piece of music that uses Uh, one melody and then layers the melody on top of itself to create a more intricate sort of interplay between the notes in the song right and this movie kind of is a fugue in and of itself where the movie plays through a certain set of events and then goes back and like runs through them again from a different perspective and so you like the the movie is layering on top of itself to sort of give you more information
1: yeah yeah and it also changes depending on like the perspective that we're given or told right i think that's what you're going for just said it in a different way
0: see um but yeah i think i think it's still it's still a good movie um it just it, it almost i think i enjoyed it probably more the second time i watched it mm-hmm. um honestly i feel like the first time i watched it i was a little disappointed maybe because I was expecting more but also the movie is kind of purposely doing that where it wants you to expect more than oh really? it's what you giving you. That? Well, I'll we'll come back to this point when we get into spoilers, but I think huh. I think this movie is purposefully uh portrays itself as being more complex than it is.
1: Interesting. Oh, huh, okay. I think I can see that, but like you said, we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Overall it was a good watch for me. Like you said for me the second time around watching it it was one a lot more interesting. Um grant the first time I think I fell asleep for like the the back end of the movie. Um just cuz I think I was tired. <laughs> but but yeah, I think it's a great watch. It's you know there's nothing, you know, crazy going on in it that you, we have to warn you about. It's pretty kid friendly. Um but yeah,
0: I think if you haven't seen it yet, you should definitely watch it. Yeah. With that said, let us take a moment and step into the boxing ring. Uh it has been a while. I don't remember who went first last time. Was, I, don't- I I always feel weird after breaks because I'm sure this is obvious to our audience at this point, but we do record ahead of time, so Oh, I went we, first last time. I wrote it down. We just uh we just got back off a holiday break, but by the time this episode comes out, it'll be almost february yeah
1: yeah but i I wrote down i went first last time so yeah yeah so you you, if you want to go go for it all right
0: i am going to say um uh, i'm going to keep it simple i'm going to say in in the thrilling follow-up to knives out famed famed detective benoit blanc um travels to a secluded island in Greece, um, to solve another mystery.
1: That was it. That's it. All right. Yeah, I think I think with the movie, you're right. Like this one, I feel like they're gonna keep it simple, just because honestly, the plot of the whole movie is a bit simple, but that's all right. Um, let's see here. In May of 2020, Benoit Blanc, the world's best detective, is dying of boredom and is surprisingly invited to an item, uh, to an island named piece of shit <laughs> to solve a mystery of miles's quote unquote death as the
0: invitation said all right i think that was it for me nice i think the the dock is a piece of shit not the whole island
1: yeah but either way i think <laughs> is, is the island not called piece of shit no there's the dock piece of shit
0: yeah because it's a because it's a shitty dock
1: yeah low tide high tide matters a lot there all righty
0: Okay, it says here: World famous detective Benoit Blanc heads to Greece to peel back the layers of a mystery surrounding a tech billionaire and his eclectic crew of friends.
1: Okay, you said Greece. It said Greece. Did you say world famed detective, or did you just say? I, Benoit I didn't Blanc? say
0: I didn't say world, but I said famed detective. Okay, well, I said
1: I said world famous detective. I think somewhere around those lines. Um, did you ever mention Miles? I didn't. I mean, I didn't say billionaire, I just said his name,
0: Miles. That's true. This doesn't have his name in it, does no. but it does like reference him, I guess.
1: And I don't think either of us mentioned the crew. Yeah. What do you think?
0: I don't know. This is a tough one.
1: It is, this is why we um, this is why
0: we this is why we need a third person. It's like hard to judge it when you're part of it.
1: Yeah. Well, I say I I would say a tie.
0: Yeah, all right. I'm fine with that.
1: Uh, we'll we'll leave you. this one as a tie. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, it, I guess I did spill more beans about the movie
0: than you did, but it is what it is.
1: All righty. Well,
0: um, yeah. Oh, also, before we continue, I would like to mention this is a Netflix movie, but it did have a limited release in theaters. I think it was I think it was only in theaters for like seven days. Oh, wow. Um, But the it had an estimated budget of 40 million dollars. And off of that seven-day theatrical window it made about 13 million but so obviously it it didn't make a whole lot of money in theaters but also it wasn't in theaters that long and also it wasn't meant to make money off of its theater sales it was more just a promotional thing so that people would watch it on netflix and as we've discussed previously it's very complicated and very hush-hush about how streaming services rank how much money they make on movies because it has a lot to do with like how many new subscribers they get versus like how it's it's a it's a whole list of things and none of the streaming services are very upfront with how they calculate those numbers
1: but quite honestly like 40 million budget for this movie that's a lot less than i thought it would be yeah that's pretty cheap yeah that's like really really cheap oh wow i mean i'm I'm sure they made more than 40 million Yeah. From Netflix
0: alone. I mean, has to have. But uh, let's take a quick break and then we will come back for spoilers. Let's do this. And we're
1: back. And we're back. All right. Well, it is spoiler time so here we go this is the spoiler section if you don't want the movie spoiled don't listen all right and now everyone knows that if they don't want to have the movie spoiled to not listen there we go indeed okay so i think it's interesting that this movie basically takes place oh
0: well almost basically takes place on the island island in greece yeah there's i think like Maybe 20 or 30 minutes before they get to the island, and then the rest of it is on the island. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. I think it, um, because I mean, just like the first movie, 90% of that film takes place at the house. There is a little bit at different locations, but not a lot. And I think, uh, m- mysteries work really well when they're single location mysteries. I feel like that makes it feel, um, more secluded and you get more time with each of the characters versus when people are off running to different places all the time and you have to like follow them around
1: oh yeah i totally agree and that also helps like the budget a crazy amount obviously because you are not you're not really i mean you're traveling to greece but yeah other than that there's not really much to do um i also did think it was interesting that the movie started off granted it did say may 13th 2020 um but that they were all wearing masks
0: yeah this Um, uh, this this film takes place like peak pandemic um and uh the director ryan johnson um did an interview on i want to say vanity fair but i may be misremembering that but on on youtube he did an interview where uh he highlighted the the scene on the dock where they all show up and how the the masks that each of them are wearing are um sort of revealing of of each of their personalities and how like benoit blanc has a a nice fabric mask that matches the rest of his outfit and lionel who is a scientist has like a proper n95 mask and then um claire is a politician so she is more concerned with her appearance and so she wears a mask but it like falls off of her nose a lot and so you can see her like constantly having to readjust it and um uh, birdie who obviously doesn't really care about anything has the mesh mask and then duke and whiskey who you can see during their scene where they're talking about like uh i think he calls it the breastification of america and they're like talking about like sorry feminists and so they're they're the kind of people that would like probably not either not believe that the virus is real or not believe that it's dangerous and so neither of them are wearing masks at all
1: yeah they're not wearing masks and they're like they came shooting a gun in the air just because yeah they're kind of like the
0: yeah out of left field people and so you sort of like you learn little bits about the characters even just based off of the kind of masks that they wear
1: that's really cool i didn't notice that but i mean it makes total sense yeah i also think it was interesting like that before they went on the boat and i still don't exactly know what it is or what it was and benoit blanc he asked about it is that like them getting shot in the mouth by this tranquilizer gun slash i don't even know what it was shooting but
0: yeah i think that was just meant to be like uh I mean, obviously, as, like, a storytelling technique, you need to have some sort of way for them to not be wearing masks the entire right, movie. Right, But then also, it's kind of funny because, like, the idea out there of, like, oh, well, if if you have enough money, like, rich people have the kind of technology where they could just instantly stop themselves from getting sick and just, like, shoot something in your mouth and, like, yeah, you're good. You don't need the mask anymore.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean... It made sense to me like I, I didn't question it one bit I just wish they would have answered you know I was on Benoit Blanc's team of was like well what's in it why is it doing that like why <laughs> and then he didn't really answer he was just like lower the mask and he's like okay but yeah I think I think that that intro was was really good I mean not just that that's just getting onto the island right this hasn't even like started we haven't even started talking about the mystery boxes that they were sent which I thought was super cool um this this weird you know box that's equilaterally basically the same on every side yeah and then they have to figure out how to open it and continue opening it cuz there's you know puzzles in there and whatnot i think that's a great way for this movie to start off um and really show each character that's that's where we learn about each character basically that's the character development it's in the first 10 minutes of the movie
0: yeah and yeah yeah cuz you see them all at different locations and le- like i said duke is streaming online talking i think he's like talking about something that happened with jimmy kimmel or something like that and then birdie is having a huge party um claire had was like finishing up a a tv appearance and um the scientist guy uh yeah lionel was um like talking to some other people about one of miles's projects
1: yeah he, he was talking to basically The scientific he was in a a laboratory and he was on skype with some other technicians and whatever and they were basically telling him that they can't follow every idea that miles has because they're just crazy ideas that he's faxed in and that's also where we learn about you know miles and his faxing his just random ass ideas hoping that one of them will hit kind of thing um and and that's where
0: they discuss the the fine line between genius and insanity because he sends random like three word messages and Lionel points out like he sent a fax one time that said child equals nft question mark and then they turned that into some multi-million dollar product and that paid for the whole laboratory yeah but
1: quite honestly like
0: when I was watching that scene I
1: I the thought came to mind of like well if you're just sending like random ass ideas that you have, over to someone you know or to people of mass intelligence of course they could potentially do something with it yeah so i started also already at the at the forefront to get an idea of like huh maybe this guy is you know is playing the game but yeah
0: at this point we don't know anything and uh so a quick note also about the uh the weird mouth vaccine shot thing uh get a a cameo from ethan Hawke, who the first time i watched it i assumed that he would just be in the movie and i was like oh this is cool but then he never shows up again after that scene <laughs> and there are actually a, a lot of fun cameos in there this movie yeah. um i know yo-yo ma who is a, a famous cellist uh shows up at birdie's party yeah um when they try to he, figure out one of the puzzles yeah he's the one that explains what a fugue is yeah um and then yeah, we see... actually oh nice yeah um we see uh benoit blanc is playing among us with some famous people including uh steven sondheim uh who is a famous he he writes musicals he did uh west side story into the woods um he's, he's a very very popular musical writer uh angela lansbury who is obviously uh she was the lead role in uh Murder, She Wrote, which was a a famous television show. Um, Natasha Lyonne, who is actually the, like, I mean, I don't want to say she's not famous, but she's definitely the least famous person out of the four people that he was playing with. But um, she uh, is in a show called Russian Doll. She was in Orange is the New Black. That's where she got famous from you right? Yeah. Orange is the New Black, yeah. Um, And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who was obviously a famous basketball player, but now he's really into um, writing and activism and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, however, from that group, unfortunately, Sondheim and Lansbury, they both passed away prior to the Glass
0: Onion being released. That is true. Yeah. Uh, We later get a cameo from Hugh Grant, who plays uh, Benoit Blanc's partner, and then- I didn't uh, know that, no way, really? Yeah, he's the one who who answers the door. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then Serena Williams shows up um as that was she funny. she's like on a, a screen and it like it, it's funny because it it looks like it's just a photo and then she like starts moving and you're like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, Are you guys gonna,
0: you know, use me today or what? Like I'm on the clock. Yeah, but there's it's every there's a lot of cameos in this movie and it's really entertaining every time someone shows up and you're like oh famous people right right um but yeah so i guess back to the intro another thing um going back to my discussion about how the movie itself is kind of a fugue uh i actually i checked the time and this the movie when it layers on top of itself it is exactly half of the movie so the movie is two hours and 20 minutes and at one hour and 10 minutes is when the uh is when it cuts to the uh the helen perspective
1: oh really yeah interesting quite honestly like
0: i knew at one point the movie layered but i didn't know when that was and both times uh the it it starts with you can hear obviously a musical fugue happening in the background in the intro of both halves of the movie and also both halves start with someone knocking on a door the first half is a delivery person knocking on uh claire's door to give her the box i believe claire's the first person that we see um and then the second half is helen knocking on benoit blanc store wow that sounds like super intentional then yeah that's really cool
1: um do you think that the two halves were colored differently or do you just think
0: because it started from a different perspective that was the change or the layering I th- yeah i think it is just it's telling the same story from a different perspective the first half is really more from benoit blanc's perspective and we see him in the bathtub and then going to the island and we follow all of his actions. And then the second time around, we're seeing it from Helen's perspective, her getting the box and then going to Benoit. And then we watch her like run around and all of the stuff that she's doing that we didn't see the first time.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and it kind of painted in some of the parts that were missing during the first half, because at one point we saw her like stumbling and we were like, uh, like, well, the characters were like, well, something's up with her basically and i was like, yeah. "Oh, this is kind of fishy. Like why is she stumbling?" Because at that point we still didn't, we didn't know that one, she
0: never drank alcohol and she was yeah. hammering it. Yeah, and she two, was that- throwing back kombuchas and she didn't know that they were alcoholic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's, you know, that's really funny. And but again, like when it went to her view, that was tons of character development for her personally. Yeah. I think honestly, she's probably the one character that we Got into the most for sure, which makes sense. Yeah. She's like her and her one sister of, honestly. one of
0: the main characters. Yeah, true. um I do think it. Uh, I think it. I will say that this movie is a little strange with how it reveals information, and I can't, I haven't decided if I like it or not. I I'm, I I'm more on the positive side, but because um, obviously the whole point of a mystery story is that you don't have all the information because if they gave you all the information in the beginning it wouldn't be much of a mystery yeah but usually a mystery story will uh leave out information related to the mystery and i feel like this movie gives you all of the mystery information but then leaves out uh like side information which i guess is like technically relevant but not in the same way like the first time we go through it leaves out part of uh whiskey's conversation with miles Braun. so we see uh duke is jogging across the island and then he sees whiskey in bed with miles and the first time right. it goes through we see or she's like are you gonna do it for me and then we don't hear anything else and you see duke clench his fist like he's angry right and so right. we assume that he's angry about the affair but then the second time around we learn that he sent her to sleep with miles so that he could get onto miles's news program and the reason that he got angry is because he overheard miles saying no but The first time we watch it, they leave out the part where Miles says, no, he can't be on my news program.
1: Gotcha. So you don't like that delivery of like the split
0: conversations that we are privy to? Yeah, I think it's just it's I don't know. It's strange to me to have a scene where it's like we and especially from I guess it makes it makes sense. And that's why I'm like on the fence about it, because the first time the scene happens, like I said, the first half were listening from Benoit's perspective and benoit blanc was hiding far back behind a bush so it makes sense that he wouldn't hear the entire conversation the second right. half is from helen's perspective and we see in that run through that she sneaks up closer so she would hear more of the conversation than benoit did True. so i'm not i'm not upset about it it just is it i don't know it feels a little weird to me and i i can't really pinpoint why
1: mm. I mean, they're definitely playing with the viewers. they're they're hundred percent playing with the viewers,
0: making them see one side of the coin. Yeah,
1: without like revealing like the whole thing,
0: or like you were and- talking about when, um, after she after she gets mad at the pool and storms off, and Claire follows her. The first time we go through, we just like it. You, we just see Claire say something's off, and then you see in the background uh she like stumbles as she's walking away. And then the right. second time around we see that the entire conversation between her and Claire. Right. Mm. And so yeah, I- it, it like it makes sense that the situations with Helen would be more in-depth when we're going back through it from Helen's perspective. But I don't know. It just I mean it's a it is a little I think it's just off putting because it's so different from the usual but i i don't mm. i don't dislike it it just is just weird
1: yeah i don't know i i think i kind of enjoyed it because like i said the first time that i watched it actually i think i fell asleep right when the let's say the second layering happened right so literally i i slept through the second layering and i think i woke up right around the time where uh, things started to go haywire during yeah. their dinner so i actually missed literally the whole second part And I I don't know what I was. I was just like super tired or whatnot. And I guess I didn't really like want to watch a movie at that point because I was so tired. Yeah. But watching it the second time, like it was super enjoyable. Like having watched it the first time around without seeing the second portion of it. Yeah. And being just like really confused. And then watching it the second time and like everything comes to light. Like it all makes sense with that second half with those little perspective changes. So personally for me, I, I enjoyed that change just because I think they want to keep you confused and curious in the first half. And then all of us, all of a sudden, like all of your questions are are being answered.
0: Well, and that's the other thing is because like I, like I was saying in before we got to spoilers about how the movie itself is kind of a glass onion is because they have all of these different things and like, Oh, we're leaving out information here. And there's like things that you don't know until the second half. But none of that stuff is really, none of that stuff is important. It's like kind of, it's there to misdirect you. But all of the information about the actual murder is just straight up given to you in the first half. If you look, if you look closely, you can see, you can see, um, so uh, Miles ends up murdering Duke, but there's like a lot of the the mystery ends up being about who killed duke and then later about who killed andy but we find out that andy didn't actually die because it was helen and she got shot in a book and the real andy had died previous to the entire island thing but right in the first half before any of that stuff is even called into question you can see when um at the pool when Duke says, hey, do you remember that time when you almost pancaked me outside of Andy's house? And Miles tries to cover it up by saying Anderson Cooper. But like you can clearly hear Duke say Andy if you listen closely. Yeah. And then when um, when they're at the party and Duke is like, hey, my numbers on Twitch are blowing up and hey, you should come look at this. And then you can see on his phone he has pulled up the article revealing that Cassandra is dead. And that's what he was actually showing him. And then right after that, you can pretty clearly see Miles take the gun out of Duke's holster and put it in the back of his pants. And then he walks over and you can clearly see the gun in his hand and he dumps it into the icebox. And then he walks over and you can clearly see him give his drink directly to Duke. And then he later pulls his phone out. And we know from previous conversations, Miles doesn't have a phone. He has everything faxed to him. But as after Duke dies and Miles is running around, you can see the phone in his back pocket. Like none of that is hidden. And it's all just plain to see right out in front of you. But the way that it's it's almost like a magic trick. Like you can do a surprising amount of things right in front of someone's eyes but if you know how to control where that person is looking, they won't see it. That's
1: absolutely true. The second time I watched it, I made sure to, whenever that drink swap happened, to like really look at what what happened in like the yeah. real yeah. scene versus like the flashback. And like you said, clear as day, Miles literally hands Duke his drink. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, I I, I kind of sometimes wonder like if you're a real detective and like if you're super keen on, I don't know, like your surroundings and whatnot. Like, I wonder if those people notice these things that we are just as regular civilians,
0: let's say missing. I would, I would assume so. I don't even think it would take an actual detective. I think some people are just, it just maybe happen to look in the right direction at the right time.
1: Yeah. Dude, like imagine though, like imagine having seen all that and you're like the whole movie, you already know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> That'd be and hilarious.
0: The same thing, like after the lights go out and There's a shot of Miles running through a hallway and it tricks you into looking at a different part of the screen because, um, there's like light, uh, the, um, the lighthouse is like strobing through the windows. And so you see Miles like walking down a hallway and then there's a flash of light and we can see Helen hiding behind the corner. And so as an audience, you're like drawn to be like, oh, look, there's Andy or Helen or whoever. I th- We don't know it's Helen at that point. So you'd be like, oh, right. look, there's Andy. But if you don't look at Andy and keep looking at Miles during that moment, you can see that he is holding the gun in the hallway. Yep. So then yep. it's not any mystery later when we see someone shoot Andy. You already know that it's Miles.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's just so good. Like like you said, the misdirect like the misdirecting or the yeah. directing of eyes, like the directing of attention with lighting and movement and whatnot, or like new new people coming in the, the shot. It's really good in this movie. Yeah. Um that's why so, it, like if you watch it twice, definitely you'll 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 spot so many more things that yeah, even us watching it twice probably have missed.
0: And so that's why I was saying like the entire movie is kind of a glass onion, because just like Benoit Blanc is saying about Miles at the end, this whole thing like is set up to feel really complicated like there's a bunch of layers. But if you're paying attention, you can see straight to the center the whole time.
1: Right. I mean, it's literally in your face. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Damn, we I mean, we just went through the whole the whole thing. That's crazy um let's talk about smaller parts um again back to the front beginning with like the box how they all solved it as a team whatever blah 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 yeah i thought it was hilarious how uh andy or her sister technically just like came back with like a hammer and like these safety goggles on and just smashed it to shit. yeah that was hilarious i was like you know she's the smartest out of the whole bunch like that's the way you should have done it honestly i mean granted there could have been a bomb inside or something but yeah it's definitely
0: dangerous yeah. Um, I, and and uh, it is l- like you were saying earlier about how like all of Miles's faxes are um, just like weird words and then he sends it to actual smart people to do it for him. He like he straight up admits several times throughout the movie that he is not the one coming up with any of the, ide- the ideas because when uh, when Benoit Blanc goes to... Uh, when he he invites him upstairs and he's like hey what are you doing And he's like oh i got one of your boxes and he says yeah there was some like childish games inside of it and um miles says that he had someone else design the boxes so he didn't yeah. come up with the boxes himself and then later after well, he came up
1: with the idea of the boxes he just gave it again like to his well yeah but he make. he
0: didn't design the box he just said right. i want a puzzle box <laughs> right And then um, because Miles had set up like a fake murder mystery that he was going to be the one murdered and Benoit solves it in like five seconds. And then Miles gets upset again because he was like, I had, uh, I think he said it was, uh, who was it? Um, Jillian Flynn, who is a popular mystery author. He's like, I I had Jillian Flynn write that mystery. And so again, he's saying like, I, I. I'm not smart enough to come up with this mystery on my own. I hired someone else to do it.
1: Yeah, basically. And then uh, at one point you find out that even the little part, I mean Benoit Blanc literally stated it in the movie, but even the little part of like <coughs> Benoit Blanc coming upstairs after he finished solving the whole killer mystery before it even happened. Yeah. Um basically told uh um basically told Miles how to do the rest, like how to actually murder and basically stage it. Yeah. I just think that was hilarious like he's just copy and paste the whole the whole movie yeah Um, he he says
0: he says you've you've basically put a loaded gun on the table and turn the lights out and then that's exactly what miles does later yeah puts a loaded gun on the table and turns the lights out yeah (laughs) and the same exact thing happens at the end when they find the original napkin and uh i think it was lionel was like why do you still have that why didn't you like burn it or something and you can see immediately Miles pulls out his lighter and then burns the napkin. He's like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice that part. Oh, that annoyed me so much when he burned the napkin, bro. But granted, like Andy should not have been that fucking close to him with the damn napkin. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Like anyone could just snatch that from you or tackle you and then just run away with it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I will say I, I do like, um, Edward Norton had a really good performance i think as um and that's another thing that really helps watching it twice because the first time you watch it through when you see when they show up on the island everyone shows up and miles is like oh hey nice to see you nice to see you and then when andy gets there he like gives her this sort of face and the first time you see it you assume that his reaction is like oh i didn't think you'd come because we had a bad falling out but then the second time you realize His reaction is, how are you here? Because I thought I killed you. Kind of exactly.
1: Yes. Okay. I'm glad that we both watched it twice. I had the same realization of like, ah, he's just confused. The fact that she's right there in front of him. Right. But granted, like, I, I feel like almost all
0: of them gave her that kind of expression and i think that that's a, that's what sets it up because everyone else is also surprised to see her yeah. so then when miles is surprised you just like lump his reaction with everyone else's yeah but, it, but it's like, a bit different it's a bit different
1: yeah yeah i i mean i would say honestly that the acting all around was pretty solid i don't think anyone did a poor performance um not even fucking daryl like daryl was pretty funny in this movie and you saw him only yeah. like four times
0: yeah um, he just pops in and out yeah and i think that's that's another one of those like Mr. X where the movie like gives you random information that doesn't really go anywhere like Daryl is not important at all he's so just like in 0% the movie. yeah or like the random i remember the first time i watched it when they have those the the hourly dong yeah. and i remember the first time watching it thinking that that was going to be like oh this is like to set up as a way for us to like recognize like as a timekeeping device, because in a normal mystery, it'd be like, Oh, um, like the clock goes off, uh, every hour. And that helps you keep track of when certain events are happening. But that isn't, that isn't even a factor in, in this movie. It's just there as a side thing.
1: It's there definitely as a funny. I mean, yeah, that's the only reason that the dong was there. Um, granted, I think that the,
0: who, who did they say the dong was uh, uh jo- joseph gordon levitt right yeah he was also uh did a audio cameo in knives out as well there we go so those those two are tied together right yeah in um yeah. i think it was uh, uh um marta's sister was listening to like a murder show on an ipad or something and one of the people on her show was also voiced by joseph gordon levitt oh that's good that is good um but yeah oh and there's also a similar a similar reaction again at the end when benoit blanc tells everyone that um he's like oh yeah this is helen brand andy's twin sister and then you see another reaction almost as if and it it further solidifies how stupid Miles is because in the beginning Benoit tells Helen as soon as we get there whoever the killer is is immediately going to know who you are and what you're doing. But Miles is so stupid he didn't think about the fact that Andy had a sister. He just thought that he had failed in his attempted murder and yeah, that she and somehow if, survived.
1: Like, yeah, I just I in that point like I wondered. I was like I wonder if Andy had ever told him. That she had a sister. I don't know. Because at one you, point, one of them said that, like, oh, yeah, like, I remember you mentioning a sister at one point, but we never met yeah, her.
0: Yeah, but then when when she is revealed to be Andy's sister, um, you see, like, another realization come yeah. to Miles where he's like, oh,
1: he's like, oh, I didn't fail. Good. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a dweeb in this movie, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Um, How did you feel about uh about the ending?
1: I honestly I thought it was a poor ending I really disliked that they burned the Mos- Mona Lisa Um, that just really gave me kind of a like an annoyance inside because like yes Miles has it but yeah like that's like a state treasure that's like a treasure for all of humankind and just to get back on Miles and burning it Elena, Elena said
0: the same thing.
1: Yeah, it was just like distasteful and
0: it pissed me off, Loki. Like <laughs> I think well and I think that is that is the correct reaction because that the entire end sequence is a direct mirror of exactly what Miles said in his speech about them being disruptors back at the pool he said if you want to be a disruptor you start by breaking something small and you break something that everyone wants to be broken anyway so then people support you and you keep breaking things and you slowly start breaking bigger things And then eventually you break something that no one wants you to break. And that's when you know you're a true disruptor. And that is exactly what Helen does at the end. She starts breaking those little glass things. And everyone's like, yeah, break the little glass statues. And then she goes over and breaks the big glass piano. And they're like, oh, shit. And then she breaks the bar and then she sets it on fire. And everyone's like, "Okay, this is going a little far. And then she blows up the entire building and then sets the Mona Lisa on fire. And of course, that is the thing that no one wants you to break. And she breaks it.
1: Yeah, she just went overboard, and then when it cut to like the exterior where, um, Blanc and I think it was who was it again? Blanc and Daryl were sitting there in like these yeah. lawn chairs. Blanc goes disruption, and then uh, uh Daryl looks at Blanc. He goes, "Fucking a." Yeah. Like it, it literally what you just said. Like it was exactly what disruption is, and and they literally stated it afterwards again, clear as day. Like, oh yeah, I don't know,
0: I don't know. And I think, I mean, to a point, like, obviously, yes, just like Miles said, like, burning the Mona Lisa is passing that line where you break something that no one wants you to break. But at the same time, she is, like, when you really weigh the odds, she is saving lives by doing that. Because by allowing uh, allowing this house fire to destroy the most famous painting in the world, now the little clear fuel thing. No one's gonna support it. And as we learn earlier, it's like very unstable. And um it will like literally millions of people would die if that became a common fuel in people's houses.
1: I mean, no, I I'm, I'm totally there with you, but I honestly like I feel like a house blowing up and a ton of Banksy's arts and other
0: art pieces in there is enough. I don't think it is. You don't think so? I think with enough money and resources, he could have lawyered his way out of that. Uh, maybe, yeah. But especially because, uh, especially because Miles, like, because with everything else, you can, like, kind of put the blame on, on Helen and be like, she burned down my house. She destroyed all of this art. But the reason the Mona Lisa got destroyed is because Miles breached the security contract with the Mona Lisa and installed the button that can lower the safety glass. So that is his fault.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know, but I feel like he was already beat at the point to where everyone flipped on him and where they were all like, well, yeah, actually, we did see him have the gun and we did see him with a burn like the original. Whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? At that point, he was already beat. I don't know. I don't don't think
0: he would have been. uh, Really? I think when you get in so much trouble, like you destroy the Mona Lisa, that is the point at which none of those people want to be associated with you anymore.
1: I mean, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just some crazy stuff. But quite honestly, also like the tackle that they like slow-mo showed before she hit like the gnome's head to open the Mona Lisa's front was so weak. I don't know, like miles <laughs> diving. like Yeah, he, he like only, barely like, tried. It. He like
0: touched her shoulder. Yeah,
1: he like touched her like shoulder strap. That was it. And I was like, okay. To protect the Mona Lisa, that's all you did? Like, come on. Maybe he just had a bad dive. Sometimes you miss. On in a situation like that. That's like life or death. <laughs> and he fucking lost. Like, I don't know. I it, will it say though. a weird ending though because like it, showing that the Mona Lisa burned, although yeah, you're correct, honestly. Like, that was the nail in the coffin for him like the final nail yeah um it just puts a sour taste in anyone's i I hope at least and everyone that's viewing the movie of like well why did you have to go
0: that far it I, i it worked for me i think i i fully understand that feeling but i don't know i guess because i know that that's the feeling they were trying to get out of the audience it like it makes me enjoy not wanting it it makes me want it to not want to happen you know what i mean like i'm like oh of course like i don't want the mona lisa to burn that would be really sad but because i don't want it i want it because that's what i want to not want
1: you're addicted to chaos lol (laughs)
0: like it Um, actually
1: it made me think of like the mona lisa in real life actually burning you know how tragic that would be
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be. But also, I don't know. I feel like people put way too much importance on certain objects. I I would be I would be sad if the Mona Lisa burned, but it's just a painting. It's not the end of the world.
1: That's that's fair. That's fair. Quite honestly, like even if you burn it, probably not the real one anyway. (laughs) You know how governments (laughs) work. (laughs) No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we had the same reaction at the end there. At least Elena and I have being pissed off elena's like all upset and i can see you on the other side of the couch like
0: like i was i was so upset at him burning i was more upset at him burning the napkin than her burning the mona lisa oh really I was, I was like what a shitty outcome for all of this to happen and then him to just get away with it and then her coming back and being like no you may have gotten away with the murder, but I'm going to completely destroy your reputation because yeah. you are now responsible for the most famous painting in the world being destroyed. And that's on you. And I was like, yeah, that's what he fucking deserves.
1: I mean, yeah, true. If you put it that way, I guess I, I took him out of the out of the picture of like, that's just not something you should do. Like, even if it meant means destroying that person. But granted, like he did kill her sister. So I'm thinking differently. He killed two people. Yeah. His sister and two others. True. Well, almost her too. I mean, yeah. If you put it that way, it it makes sense. But in in honestly, like the the napkin burning didn't piss me off just because she was an idiot bringing it that close to him. Like if if that's like the final puzzle piece that your sister died because of, and that's the reason that you went there. Why are you dangling it in front of his face? Just bad. Yeah. But I did like the part where that happened. And then Benoit Blanc was like, well, my job here is done. I can't help you anymore.
0: (laughs) I will say, I think uh, the only thing that, like, I guess bothered bothered me is the sh- the shield on the Mona Lisa was very inconsistent throughout the movie. Yes. when Because the- when they first introduce it, he's like, hey, if you make a noise, the shield goes up and then I can press this button and make it go back down. But then there are other scenes where, like... um like the uh duke's phone dings and the shield will go up and then like two seconds later it just drops on its own and i'm like is it on a timer or like i I don't understand what the up and down mechanism is because it that every single time the phone goes off the shield goes up and it like it becomes this recurring thing yeah it's like like, an audible cue that they give you right but but i'm like who is who's resetting it every time like there has to be I guess it, it can't be permanent where, like, once the shield goes up, it just stays up. But, like, I don't know. I feel like if, it, if there was an actual situation where it was in danger, if it just went up for two seconds and then immediately dropped again, it's not a very good shield.
1: That's true, yeah. I mean, imagine if it was, like, fucking Daryl in a corner just, like, hitting the gnome over and over and over again to drop it.
0: Yeah. That, that so not not funny. I feel like they they needed a bit more information on, like other than the weird button that Miles had installed how would you normally lower the shield or does it just eventually lower on its own or how does that work
1: true but quite honestly sometimes it like it went up it like and then it goes like almost immediately after yeah it just became like you said this repetitive thing of like little things happening and you kept hearing the the fucking thing shut and reopen and shut and reopen yeah i also i thought it was interesting that when they showed I mean, I guess the first time that they showed Andy dying or, or being framed, it yeah. had like the whole crew in her house. Right. Um, I thought it was interesting that none of them in that scene were wearing gloves. And already at that point, I was like, these guys are just like fucking idiots. Like, there's no way that they're not going to get caught because like even when they put Andy in the car, the, the person that was in there with her wasn't wearing any gloves. And I was like, they're going to get caught no matter what. But then at the end, you like realize like, oh, like they didn't do any of that. Yeah. That was, that was all uh, Miles yep. is doing, which, yeah. And it does like, I guess he for
0: me. also probably didn't wear gloves, but I don't know. I guess that's one of those situations where um, it, it was probably just like, no one really looked into it too much. Like you find someone dead from their, like filling up their car or filling up their garage with uh exhaust and that's like sadly that is a very common way for people to kill themselves well yeah but also said like
1: there were large amounts of like sleeping medication and like in her blood and whatnot
0: right but if they assumed that she killed herself from the car then i guess they wouldn't think to check if she has any drugs in her or maybe they did see the sleeping drugs and just assumed that she purposely took them Uh, interesting i don't know i think it unfortunately the criminal justice system is not perfect and I can definitely envision a scenario in which they don't discover uh that miles did that damn so you're saying that's like the best way to kill someone I mean I'm not saying it's foolproof people <laughs> people could discover it yeah, but yeah, yeah. I I also it's very believable that they wouldn't
1: yeah dang um let's see mm, I don't know if I have any other notes
0: um I honestly don't think I do either
1: I think I do want to uh, say though that the the gun that shot Andy was like yeah. I think it was a nine millimeter. And for that little that little book to stop the bullet, that wouldn't happen. There's no way.
0: Uh actually have um, a uh actually have a piece of trivia about that. Oh,
1: okay. Well we'll so, get to that later then. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I mean if we don't if we don't have any other notes, we can get to it now.
1: Yeah, I think that's a perfect
0: leeway. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's uh get into trivia. I guess I'll start with that one since that's what we're talking about. Okay. Um, let me find it here. Oh, now I've lost it. Hold on.
1: Okay, well, while you're okay, looking I got for it. that.
0: Okay. Oh, you got it. Okay. Okay. So it says Duke's pistol appears to be a heavily engraved and re gripped Zastava M57, which is a Yugoslavian copy of the Soviet Tokarev T 33, um, chambered in a 7.62 25 millimeter tokarev i don't know what any of those mean because i'm not a gun person but um it does say that this uh this specific gun is a single action meaning the hammer has to be manually cocked for the first shot and also lacks a manual safety which makes sense because we see uh, because actually i thought about that during the movie because i was like it's it's like such a weird trope in movies for people to like manually pull back the hammer because most pistols like when you pull the trigger the hammer goes back on its own right where you go the whole gun right but we see in uh we see in the shot before he shoots andy how he <clears throat> manually pulls the hammer back and apparently that is something that you have to do with that gun.
1: Very cool. But now, I mean, it it shouldn't have been stopped by like a, a little five millimeter book
0: though. So that's the other thing is because obviously that um that book by itself would not have stopped a bullet, but we can see that the window that he shot her through is obviously very strong glass because it doesn't shatter. It just gets a little hole in it. Mm. So uh I think the takeaway would be that the glass itself slowed down the bullet quite a bit. And then because the bullet was going slower, then the book was enough to finally stop it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That, that could totally be, huh? Very cool. Yeah. That was a lot of gun knowledge that I didn't know of either. So, but with the glass slowing
0: it down, that could totally make sense. Yeah. Uh, our next piece of trivia is, uh, obviously another, uh, Car reference, you know how we love to talk about cars here. uh Miles' car is a 2015 Porsche 918 Spyder, a fast car. Yeah, and it's not a one of one, so the movie lied there. <laughs> Maybe he had like some custom parts put in or something. Maybe, yeah, uh, <laughs> to make it a one of one. Huh? Yeah. Um. In an interview with the Atlantic, director Ryan Johnson expressed his frustration over having to add. A Knives Out Mystery to the film's title for marketing purposes, as he wanted every film to be self-contained except for Daniel Craig's appearance. He said, Honestly, I'm pissed off that we have a Knives Out Mystery in the title. I wanted it to just be called Glass Onion. Uh, he said, I get it. I want everyone who liked the first movie to know that this is the next one in the series. But also the whole appeal to me is that it's like a new novel off the shelf every time.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Pet Boys. I don't know if you've ever read that series, like kids books that are blue. And it usually says like Pet Boys mystery. And then like the title. You mean the Hardy Boys? Oh, the Hardy Boys. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) It's like
0: Pet Boys is like an auto shop.
1: (laughs) True. They're close. Yeah. No, the Hardy Boys. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I mean it's like The Hardy Boys Mystery and then it says like the title usually. So
0: Yeah, I think well I think and cuz I I was thinking about this as well. I think it I would have been more okay with it if it was like Glass Onion a Benoit Blanc Mystery cuz then it's like oh. then it's actually tied to the character which is the recurring theme benoit blanc is the only connection between these two movies so it makes more sense to say a benoit blanc mystery but benoit blanc as a character is not as name recognizable as knives out so like i understand why they did it but also i don't know i feel like it it's kind of stupid to tie every movie in the series to the first movie do you know what i mean Mm, yeah like i feel like uh, to me that would be like if so obviously you have um, Raiders of the Lost Ark was the first Indiana Jones movie. And then the second movie was called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You you have the character be the connecting point. And to me, calling this a Knives Out mystery would be like saying the Temple of Doom, a Raiders of the Lost Ark adventure. And that would be like such a clumsy title.
1: Yeah, but maybe they didn't want to give... uh benoit blanc all that power of like he's like the main thing
0: but he is the main thing well
1: yeah i mean yeah i no wrong i don't know i just think it's interesting because i read for this movie that they actually wanted to give benoit blanc a different accent each time they they shot a film
0: yeah that would have been kind of silly i'm glad yeah, they didn't
1: do that i'm too but i mean if you think about it would have been kind of interesting like every time he comes out with like a different accent i mean that would have been funny yeah um, speaking of, since we we're just now talking about you know movie titles and whatnot, there's this other thing that I was like, why is the glass onion called the glass onion? Just because I was curious, and obviously Johnson wanted the film's title to refer to something hidden in plain sight, yep. and he chose glass because it's clear. And then he searched his phone apparently for songs with the word in it, and he chose
0: glass onion because of the Beatles. Correct. There is a, a song by the Beatles called Glass Onion, which is uh, actually about because back in the day there were a lot of conspiracy theories about the Beatles and people talking about like their songs having hidden meanings and there's like all sorts of stuff and so they wrote a song kind of to make fun of people who think those sorts of things yeah and so that that's what the glass onion song is about uh knives out is also named after a song really um, I didn't know that by part. by Radiohead
1: oh right 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 that's funny yeah and because this I I got an I got a fact for you. Um, because this movie was shot during COVID, apparently uh Johnson wanted to do an abroad film, like in Greece, so that they could have like a vacation while filming the movie. Yeah. And so the island that they shot this at, they actually found a hotel there where they could like one, it would serve as a filming location, but two, the cast and their families also stayed there while they were filming it to like provide like some summer vacation vibes, which I thought that was pretty dope. That's nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the the film was uh the, the movie was filmed between June and September of twenty
1: twenty one. Yeah. That that's smack dab in the middle of COVID, yeah. I got another one for you if you want to hear it. Go for it. Um apparently there is they had a famous painting by Mark Rothko. Rothko. It's yes, kind of like the, an abstract it's, artist.
0: It's called no, Number two oh seven, I believe.
1: Yeah. And because they wanted to paint Miles as even more of an idiot. Um, in the movie, they actually had it hung upside down.
0: Yep. I thought is... about bringing that up, but I also, I, I, I'm like not a huge Rothko fan, but I did a little bit of research on him after seeing this movie. And I feel like it's almost, um, it's, it's almost like a, uh, uh, f- f- by not following the rules of the painting, he's following the notion of the artist, because Rothko's whole vibe was kind of like going against the grain. And so he that I mean, that's why a lot of his paintings are just like, I'm going to paint a huge rectangle with two colors on it, because he like, <laughs> this is just boring. as much of being art as anything else like. I mean, he's he's the kind of artist who doesn't follow the rules, and so I feel like (laughs) if if you like told him that you were going to hang one of his paintings upside down, I think by not following the rules, you are more in touch with Rothko's sort of ideology than if you did everything the exact proper way. So it's almost kind of it's almost kind of like self fulfilling (laughs) in a way. Yeah, yeah, I see that. But yeah, it is it is funny that someone like miles would not even realize like that that's the other thing where it's like the line between stupidity and genius because someone who is trying to be really smart might intentionally hang it upside down to be like i'm not following the rules but obviously miles put it upside down just because he's stupid and doesn't know which way it goes
1: yeah i mean you you would think if you put millions of dollars in it for a painting you would know which way to hang it or the way it's supposed to be hung yeah i don't know it's just
0: one of those things you got anything else? I don't know. Well, I, I really uh, enjoyed your your extra bits of trivia. That was fun. Heck yeah. Heck yeah.
1: I don't know if all the things that I told you you've already read or heard of, but eh, I thought those were interesting to bring
0: up. Um. Well, with that said, I believe it is time to get wrecked. Oh, let's do it. Do you have um, a recommendation for us this week?
1: Do you? Actually, I mean, I do. I So having, you know, gone past the Christmas season and whatnot, um, and also since I'm, you know, since we're German, um, we usually have, you know, the Haribo, Haribo, uh, gummies, right? Um, I freaking
0: love those gummy bears.
1: They're so good, right? Yeah. However, I found some gummy bears that I think I almost like more than the Haribo, which oh, are, yeah? They're, yeah, they're called Albanese world's best. Well, let me um, look this like real quick. How do you spell that? A-L-B-A-N-E-S-E. It's like in a white package. And you can, the ones that I have. Oh,
0: I've seen these before.
1: Bro, they're so good. They're so good. And they're like super gummy. Like I like the squishy feeling. So if you like like the harder kind of gummy bear feeling, then Haribo is probably it for you. But like these, they have 12 different flavors in one of the packages. And I think like, yeah, Haribo is like really good. But this is like a nice refresher of like getting different tastes with like good gummies in your mouth. I don't know. All right. All right. So highly recommend those because I've been snacking on them. Or like the whole break basically
0: uh well my recommendation this week is actually going to be uh an app that is like i won't say it's the most entertaining app in the world but i have been strangely addicted to it for the past week or so <laughs> it's called cluster duck and do you do it um, alone
1: or do you play with friends or like what do you do no it's
0: it's a so it's a it's a game where you hatch ducks And the ducks will, like, as you hatch more ducks, they start to mutate. And so you get, like, different varieties of ducks. And then two of your mutated ducks can, lay like, hatch an egg together. And then that duck will have more mutations. And you start to build this collection of, like, really weird, strange-looking ducks. And then you can, like, there's another feature where you can, like, send your ducks to fight ducks from another player. And if you win, you can, like, steal an egg from one of their ducks, which adds to your mutation collection. What? And it's it's a very strange game, but I don't know. It's, like, it's, an, it's a simple thing to pass the time. I'd, like, whenever I have, like, I'm pooping or something, I'll, like, pull up my game and just, like, hatch some eggs and fight some ducks. And it's, I don't know. It's a good time killer.
1: Wait, so, like, does the game keep going? What do you mean? Like, do you have to start a new game every time you open it? Or is it like a... No, no, no. Yeah,
0: it saves your progress. Oh, okay. So let me ask you this. How many hours have you put into the game? Ooh, I don't know. I don't even think it tracks that. I probably play, I mean, probably like 20, 30 minutes a day. It's not like a, it's not a a long thing. It's just like open it, play for a few minutes, close it. And then later in the day, I'll open it and play for another few minutes.
1: So is it one of those things where you have to like, it's like a cooldown limit?
0: yeah well because the the eggs take time to hatch so you get like there are different rarities of eggs so you can have like common eggs usually take like 30 seconds to a minute to hatch and then there are like rare eggs might take like three to five minutes and there are like legendary eggs might take like 10 minutes and then um when you get when you steal eggs from another person's duck those ones usually take a few hours so that's like you just have to close out and do something else, and then check the game again later. Wait, so how do you steal eggs by by fighting their ducks?
1: What the hell? This is, what? I'm so confused. I guess I'll have to <laughs>
0: download it to try it out. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Sounds
0: good to me. Well, so, good. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Well, with that said, I would like to let our audience know. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Tell your friends and family about us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CashFanPod. If you want to send us a message, you can do so on either of those platforms or you can send an email to casualfanaticpodcast at gmail.com. Links for all of those are in the description. Luca, what kind of messages can they send us? I
1: mean, they can send us anything from advice to what they would like to hear on the podcast um, to. I mean, quite honestly, anything, if if you found, you know, a, a, a cool thing, like another cool app, like Cayman just mentioned, or, uh, you know, if you have your own favorite gummy bear bags that you would like to let us know of, let us know if there's like a specific movie that you want us to go over because you like this movie a lot or you hated it and you want to see what we think of it. Or if you just want to make us miserable, you can like make us watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, send us bad
0: like, movies. Those are always fun.
1: Yeah, bad movies would be hilarious to do because then we can just dog on the movie the whole time. So yeah, anything like that, just let us know. All right.
0: This has been Casual Fanatic. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening.